listening to The Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of The Atomic Geeks, and welcome to 2010. Unbelievable. It's Andrew Bloom calling in from London. Um, I can't say I'm really drinking a beer because it's a light beer, but I am having a Lakeport light tonight. Let's see who else we have maybe drinking a beer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the future. Mike Downs here, and I'm drinking a uh, Dutch Tea's Original Organic Ale. Uh, my wife got me a couple of uh, different bottles for Christmas, and this one, uh, once you get past that kind of organic flavor that hits right off the bat, it's actually quite yummy. Calling out you from Halifax. What up, peeps? <laughs> oh, hello, Internet. It's your friend Christian from the Shangri-La that is Oakville in my underground lair, and I'm drinking a beer that I was on special today at the beer store, otherwise known as a Laker Lager. Laker Lager. Transported from the future to the past to my mouth for podcasting. <laughs> Don't didn't understand that last part. Hey, hey, hey! Uh, it's Michael DiGiovanni. I'm rounding out the foursome here in Toronto, and tonight I'm drinking a very tasty Tank House. I like how uh, Downs has to get past the organic flavor or the anything close to good for him flavor before the beer is good. Oh, my God, it tastes so natural. No, uh, <laughs> that was what I was saying. Uh, you know, um, Hey, Burpee, what's going on over there? I know, it's, it's, it's organic. There's lots of burp. Um, for some reason, I just would, I wanted to kind of get that out there. It was interesting that it's organic, but it just kind of has that initial taste when you try a beer that's like either a microbrew or something that kind of hits you right off the bat. It's a little bit different from any Budweiser or beers like that. You know what I mean? Dirt. It's called dirt. <laughs> well, I, well, I'd say it would be like kind of an earthier taste, but you like it's not bad. It's just that it's a very different flavor than your average middle-aged American atomic yeah. geek fan might be used yeah. to. That's all. Yeah, that's I, I believe what they call that is taste. <laughs> I thought it was flavor. <laughs> flavor. Keep, keep drinking. You'll burn out your taste buds. It'll taste fantastic. Um, all right. Before we get on to our topic of look out 2010, uh, I want to just see, you know, I haven't spoken to you guys over the holidays. I want to see what everyone did, watched, read, uh, how much you slept over the holidays. <laughs> Still getting over the slumber. I'm still wearing my pajama pants. <laughs> so, DJ, we said we talked a little bit before, and you mentioned that you had a media-filled Christmas. Uh, that is for sure. I, you know, I think there was about five days where I did not leave my couch uh, and didn't speak to other human beings other than my wife. Uh, but yeah, I consumed quite a bit of uh, geeky goodness things. I mean, it was all movies, DVDs. Uh, I read quite a bit. Uh, played some games. A couple of the treasures that I received over the holidays, one was actually my uh, incredible wife, that's a little plug for her, actually heard from the podcast my, uh, you know, my resolution that I was going to 
watch all of the series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in 2010. And what was under the tree this year? Well, the entire series for me. So I actually wasn't planning on that. but now, uh, So now I basically got all that. I haven't watched those yet, but I'm going to get to that. But what I did watch is I saw a whole uh, shitload of movies, uh, and including I did go to see Avatar. And I know a couple... Hello. Uh, I know a couple of the guys on the show have not seen that jerks, but I will say this, um, that I was terribly wrong in my early predictions. Avatar is awesome. Okay. It lives up to the hype. It deserves to be held in the same regards of the Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and whatnot. It is a landmark film that will be revered and remembered uh, for in years to come. So that that's what I will say until the rest of the fellas see it. One thing, I, one thing, DJ, I, I saw Avatar as well, and one thing I wanted to say, like a lot of people are trying to compare this to Star Wars. Um, this is nothing like Star Wars, the movie itself, but it is kind of um, that epic huge movie that I think will change perspective uh, for movies going forward, and especially sci-fi movies, that this is going to be a point where they remember that things changed from here forward. And I, and I, I, that's what I meant. I mean, it's nothing like Star Wars, just as Star Wars and Lord of the Rings are not a hell of a lot alike. But I agree with you in the sense of it's landmark in the terms of the way films are done and in terms of a step forward. I think that's what Star Wars and Lord of the Rings to me meant. And this, you know, as there was a lot of claims made that, oh, my God, this is going to revolutionize things. It does in certain uh, respects. I do recommend to my, the you know, Downs and Christian who have not yet seen the film, see it in the theater, okay? It's one of those movies you have to and see it in 3D because it is – this is going to be the future of filmmaking. I, I can tell you that. It is completely awesome in 3D. It's a brand new movie going experience. And I think it's going to be the trend you're going to see in order to get people to not what, wait around to watch things on DVD, to not watch things on the internet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, th- and, I think the 3D is the really exciting part, which is done. It's a complete 3D film. I mean, it's not 15 minutes at the beginning or at one part later in the film. The whole experience is it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was kind of hoping that this uh, movie was going to stink to high heaven because, honestly, I wanted to see that friggin' smug prick, uh, James Cameron, get a little bit of his own comeuppance, so to speak. But it uh, looks like he's got freaking every rights to brag about probably what probably will eventually be, you know, the number one and number two box office leaders of all time. Yeah, Son you're right. Bitch. I mean, you know, it, it, it's funny that you say that because I, I, I feel completely the opposite, uh, Christian. I, I would I wanted this to be I wanted this to be a success uh, specifically because of what what Dijo said is I think that. You know, movie makers, specifically in the theater experience, had to think up something to get people to go and experience movies in the theater again. And it sounds like this is something that that is achieving that goal. And fucking, it's about goddamn time, right? Like this is, you know, if you want to battle the online piracy and all that shit, you got to do something to, you know, give people new experience. And it sounds yeah. like this is doing it. So that's yeah, that's exactly. awesome. Exactly. So the other th- the other thing I mentioned too, uh, before I pass off to somebody else, uh, I did watch 
quite a few DVDs. I've, I read a lot of things, but one of my highlights over the holidays was I watched one, two, and three seasons of what could very well be my new favorite cartoon or pretty much the best cartoon ever. And I'm talking about the Venture Brothers. This this was recommended from Christian. This show is fucking awesome, okay? I I, I could not stop watching it. I literally watched into the wee hours of the night. Uh, I'm telling you this. I know Christian has talked about it, and he can jump in at, uh, you know, any time. But this is, you know, we talk a lot of times about things that epitomize the atomic geeks, and I'm using air quotes there. This show is one of them. I mean, this cartoon, I mean, for those that don't know about it, it is loosely, I mean, I guess on the, on, on the surface, it's a Johnny Quest sort of uh, spoof or parody, but it's a lot more than that. It touches on every fucking thing, man. And I'm talking, you see... Scooby-Doo and Saturday morning cartoons get uh, get riffed on. Star Wars gets riffed on. Popular music like you know David Bowie, Prodigy, everyone like that gets riffed on. It uh, movies, real. I mean, this is geek lore that's involved in this fucking uh, in this show. It is total. It's very funny, but it is awesome. Like this is one of those cartoons that for me. Uh, you know, a child of the 80s, this is clearly another show like Family Guy that's written by people that are our age and grew up on the same diet of shows we watched. This what this show was made for us. So if you haven't seen that, man, I'm telling you, Venture Brothers is the tits. Yeah, I started watching that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Brock um, Samson has got to probably be one of the most fantastic animated characters to be on television in God knows how long. Jesus yeah. Christ. I love, and it's just to put a nail on that topic, I love the shit out of this show, and I've been having to legally download season four, and these episodes, my God, they're fucking unbelievable. Well, Christian, you might as well carry, continue carrying the torch and tell us uh, your uh, Christmas story. Yeah, my Christmas. I mean, essentially, the, the time I had off, you know, it was it was nice because my wife was off as well. So essentially, this it gave me an opportunity to slowly... Uh, crawl back up the, the, the movie chain of, of geek cred, so to speak. Because at, at Christmas time this year, I, I, I was given uh, The Hangover on Blu-ray uh, and Glorious Bastards, uh, more specifically on Blu-ray as well, which I watched almost immediately. And let me tell you, was I ever fucking happy to see that friggin' movie. Good Lord, was that unbelievable. Uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but let me say, like much as uh, uh, DJ has mentioned before in a previous podcast, He's done it again, man. That fucking movie was just awesome from beginning to end. Uh, what movie is this? Inglorious Bastards. No, never heard of it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, uh, Hangover. Yeah. That was that was great uh, as well. Very funny stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm not sure if I, I laughed out loud as much as everyone expected me to, uh, but I think the highlight of that from that movie is basically that Zach Galifianakis. Is that how you pronounce his name? Galifianakis. Yep. That guy was sure. freaking unbelievable. Uh, but then I also got the opportunity to watch um, uh, Four Christmases and uh, Julie and uh, Julia with. Uh... Wow. I, well, well, moving along. Yeah, moving along. Like anyone knows, a, a marriage is a certain of a con, you know concessions and so on, so on, and we share a TV and blah blah blah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I got actually uh, season one of Venture Brothers for Christmas as well this year. But of course, I'm not as lucky as Mister Dechavani to have all three seasons. All because twice. his wife loves him more. <laughs> um, 
Yes. Oh, all right. On uh, on that downs. Uh, what what'd you do there, fella? Sure. Uh, this year, um, I mentioned. Uh, I think I mentioned uh, that I was. I finished Stargate, so that was a big deal for me. Stargate SG One, ten seasons, uh, and in two movies. So that was a pretty emotional little tidbit. That was a quite uh, big thing to sink your teeth into. Um, so to follow that up with uh, something, I, I'm glad we got this opportunity to talk about because it was, excuse me, kind of last year's uh, uh, show was, uh, I guess it would be season four of Dexter, the, the, the finale of Dexter. Um, uh, I won't get into spoilers, but if you haven't seen it yet, it's uh, quite the little ending, um, kind of surprising. And, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Motherfuck, the guy who played Trinity Killer, um, John Lithgow. Did a, does a fucking awesome job, and it was a, a really great uh, kind of return for Dexter, I think, to, to a really great season and really great season finale, so that was really nice. And then uh, the other thing I picked up, um, started on, and I've now finished two seasons and just in a third season of, is uh, Californication. Um, I think Andrew has mentioned this before. That's on, a great uh, show. As an atomic pick, yeah. I uh, the, my, my only problem is is that it's uh, only half an hour long, so I'm just I, I plowed through it. Because um, yeah. oh, I, I, I forgot to mention, so uh, my wife actually worked a lot over the holidays, so I've actually been Mr. Mom for like three weeks. And to anyone who's never done that before, like really stay night and day with uh, two kids, like cooking the meals every fucking day, all night and day, and not really leaving the house, it's really not a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, you know, all I could do is every night was kind of escape to another world, and a lot of that world was David Duchovny fucking all kinds of bitches in California. Um <laughs> You know, this show was uh, awesome. Dude, uh, it, I, I got to jump in there. Hank Moody, that's uh, David Duchovny's character on Californication. That Talk about a great TV character. He is oh, yeah. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, and it, like, it's such a uh, – I, I was watching today, I think I watched uh, the season two finale and season three series premiere. And a couple parts, uh, season two, the part, the whole thing where this, that the rock star guy I thought was awesome. And some like seriously laugh out loud, laughing my head off moments on this TV show. Um, so that really kicked me in the ass. I really liked that. But, um, I wanted to throw a bit of a challenge out there because as I kind of talked about a bit off the top, um, you know, of my little bit, uh, Stargate, SG-1, and even Atlantis, really was a, a lot to me. I really liked sinking my teeth into a TV show that had 10 seasons. You know, that's a lot different than something uh, like Californication, where it's only two seasons I'm going to catch up eventually. I found it very different to kind of relax and watch something for almost three months, if you will. You know what I mean? So uh, I wanted to throw it out there to people, you guys or anyone else on the site uh, or the listeners. I'll, I'll throw a posting up on the website. But, um, you know, what else is there that's worth watching on uh, of old past TV shows that is something I haven't seen. So I'll probably put up a list of things I have seen, and maybe if people haven't seen them themselves, they can check them out. But maybe we can have some sort of swapping of, uh, I don't know, good ideas or something like that. I mean, outside of Joni Loves Chachi. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that one's awesome. Definitely not Joni Loves Chachi. Like, cause, I mean, cause someone could say, well, you should watch The Wire. Well, I've seen that. That's a great TV show. Um, or someone could say Deadwood, another great TV show. TV show. Seen that. Um, I'm thinking about The Shield. I've heard good things about that, and I thought maybe about Nip and Tuck, because I've never watched that, and I've heard good things as well. But I'd like to hear, you know, uh, I, I know one time one of our geek girls, I love the geek girls, mentioned a, t- a British TV show called the It Crowd or IT Crowd, I think, so I might check that out as well. But I'd like to see what other people are out there are watching, so it would be interesting. Okay. Well, that's a good challenge. I'll try and think of something other than Joni Loves Chachi. Yeah. Um, moving Sorry. on as uh, 
Sorry. Moving on, as I, as I said before, um, as I'm sure most uh, websites and shows and Twitter are doing right now, everyone's looking forward to the new year ahead of us. And for the Atomic Geeks, it would be the new year in geekdom. Um, so what we've decided to do is each person is going to take uh, um, the reins of a certain topic, and we're going to discuss what you should be looking for in 2010, according to the Atomic Geeks. Uh, getting us started, uh, he's already been speaking, and uh, we want to hear some more from him on movies, is Mr. Downs. Wow, okay, right to me, right off the bat. Uh, this is a pretty big topic. There are a lot of movies coming out in 2010. Um, maybe I'll go through a bit of a list of things we've already talked about and we've already watched trailers on in some of our Trailer Talk episodes. Um, so obviously Iron Man 2 is coming out. We've seen a pretty good uh, trailer for that. Uh, any discussion on Iron Man 2? I, I would say we're all looking forward to that. I would think that's on the list. I think it looks well, fucking awesome. Well, you know, Iron Man 2, this ha- that has to be considered one of the biggest releases of 2010. I mean, it's that's one of the tent poles for sure. Uh, the you know the studio and uh, Marvel are there's a lot of expectations on that son- sucker. And you know, the first trailer that has come out, I don't think we covered that in uh, trailer talk, uh, no, trailer no, talk did. episode yet. But uh, I mean, uh, for the trailer, I've heard some mixed results from people. Uh, on that, but I thought the new, I think the new trailer looks dynamite. I think, uh, there does look like there's a lot of moving pieces to it, but I, you know, I kind of have faith in John Favreau, uh, and, you know, and it looks like it doesn't look too convoluted, uh, in this, and by that I mean, yeah, there's, you got, uh, Mickey Rourke, Scarlett Johansson, looks like War Machine is going to be in it, played by Don Cheadle. But it doesn't look like it's going to suffer from Batman, early Batman, Joel Schumacher shit. And I'm crossing my fingers when I say that. So I think it looks pretty good. But I think that has to be considered one of the big releases. For sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely, and I, I agree. I think the trailer looks good. I think War Machine. I think if you watch that trailer, I think he's downplayed a lot because he's not going to be that big in the movie. You know what I mean? Um, like you only see him in the trailer really at the end. Uh, you know, fighting a couple dudes. So hopefully, it's just a byproduct of what you see in the beginning of the trailer, which is the government wanting the armor, right? So you know, hopefully, they just kind of. Uh, you know, throw that away a little bit. It's not a big deal. It's just another dude, another armor, uh, hopefully, and you know, focus on the. Uh, it looks like Mickey Rourke is the big villain. I hope. Well, they do have, and when you look at the poster for the movie, they have Iron Man, and then they have, uh, I'm guessing, War Machine in the other armor right behind him. That's true. That is true. So it is kind of a, playing a big role as far as that goes. I don't know how it'll play out in the movie. Okay, so yeah, I mean, obviously Iron Man 2 is pretty big. I mean, another big one, and I'm not sure if we've talked about this on a trailer talk. It seems to me like we're due for a trailer talk episode. But um, speaking of great trailers, Clash of the Titans, motherfuckers. This thing looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Did we talk about that one or not? But I know, like, amongst ourselves, we spoke of it. And I saw the trailer again. I'm just like... That's me licking my lips, everyone, just in case you weren't. <laughs> that, 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 sure. the, the Kraken, like the new, the new, there's two trailers, right? There's a newer trailer out now where they actually, like, yeah. show the Kraken. Oh, boy, that's yeah. Kraken-tastic. <laughs> that's Kraken-lacking. That's Kraken awesome. No, uh, the, apparently, uh, my sources tell me, uh, and I, this might have, be, have a function of, one, uh, 
the response to the trailers have been super positive. Two, maybe some early footage has looked really good. And three, I think they're thinking that Sam uh, Worthington is going to be a massive movie star now, thanks to Avatar. Apparently, the studio has requested uh, the, the director and the team that worked on Clash of the Titans. They've actually given them more money to amp up the movie. So that this is not a situation where they're saying, oh, this is shit, go do reshoots. They're saying, oh, if there's anything that you want to add, on, add to the film, dial it up. Here's more money because we've got a lot of faith in this movie. So the expectation is that this thing is supposed to be pretty awesome. And I'll tell you one thing, as far as trailers go, that was a great choice of fucking music. As cheesy as that was, the heavy metal fucking, you know, gods be damned, all that crap. Like, that. that is perfect for a movie like Clash of the Titans. I can't wait for this one. That's high on my list for looking forward to for 2010. Like, like I mean, great trailer, you know, regardless of, to your point. I mean, awesome trailer. Oh, it's a great trailer. And, you know, it's one of those things where now, because, you know, the original Clash of the Titans... It, I mean, it's such one of those geek lore movies, even though I'm not sure it did very well in the theater. I think maybe it was one of those films that really benefited from being around the time that VHS and, and beta just kind of came out at that point. So a lot of people saw them. I, I call this almost the Delta Force uh, situation because, like, why do we know about Delta Force, for fuck's sakes? That movie did nothing, but everyone saw it on video. But, you know, so... Uh, Clash of the Titans is really one of those films that I th- people hold kind of t- to a, uh, a cheesy high regard. And so and the, when I was watching the trailer, I kind of was picking out things because, you know, you recognize, oh, crap, that's when they're with Medusa. Oh, there's Pegasus. And, oh, fuck, when's the Kraken coming out? So uh, a lot of this stuff, I, you, we're already aware of where the, what the movie's going to involve, but it just looks – it was so ripe for – getting the, you know, 2010 uh, sort of polish, if you will. Um, t- totally ripe, you know, to be to be redone. In fact, um, 2010 could be said it's mostly the year of remakes and or sequels. So let me just rhyme off an- another couple that we won't necessarily have time to talk about because I want to take all our time. But, um, you know, there's a Shrek Forever. There's another Shrek movie coming out. There's a Sex in the City, another Sex in the City movie coming out. Um, we've got the A-Team movie, which I'm sure we are all looking forward to. Yeah. Um, there's also a Karate Kid remake, a uh, Footloose remake. Toy Story 3 is coming out next year, uh, this year. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Jackass, they're doing like a 3D movie. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard about that. That's going to be disgusting. Yeah, uh, Harry, Harry Potter's got, I guess, is this the last movie? Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Uh, also, a uh, personal favorite I'll be looking for, uh, does anyone remember the movie Red Dawn? Yes. From the 80s? Yes. Right? Wolverines. Wolverines. Wolverines, exactly. That's coming out this year. Um, you've got your Tron Legacy is coming out this year. Um, there's a, a Yogi Bear uh, movie being redone. Um, there's also a couple, you know, that uh, I'm sure we're going to want to talk about. Um, Daybreakers, personally, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, in all this gay vampire fucking 15-year-old shit, this is not your 15-year-old girl's vampire movie, right? This is a movie about uh, basically the whole world is now vampires and uh, the human race is about to be extinct and they got no food supply uh, starring uh, Ethan Hawke. This movie looks fucking awesome, I think. This is, this is actually out in the next week or two, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Daybreakers. Yes. And that's uh, what the vampires get all angry at each other. 
That's, Fuck that's, you. that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty succinct, Christian. Thanks. That's going to say that on the back of the DVD, actually. <laughs> I think this movie looks good. Uh, yeah, it's actually, it's a very interesting concept, I think. It's better than fucking the Twilight shit. I think there's one of those movies coming out again this year, too. Um, what about uh, Book of Eli? We're, uh, I'm looking forward to this. This is the that, uh, Denzel yeah, Washington movie. Yeah, he looks like an ass kicker in that movie. I'm surprised. And it, it's one of those ones you don't hear about until you see the trailer and you're like, what, 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 what is this thing? But uh, that looks decent for sure. Very ass-kickery. He looks like uh, he's on the border of, like, action star in this movie, right? Yeah. Like, what's what's the a premise? Like, he has his collection of short stories he's trying to find uh, a publisher for in the apocalypse or something like that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've seen the trailer, obviously. Yes. Well, he's got that book, right? I'm assuming, hey, he must be an author or something like that. <laughs> I no, must yeah, find I just... a publisher. <laughs> <laughs> Across the barren wasteland, he's searching for a publisher for his first novel. <laughs> Who's going to read it? Doesn't matter. Must get this in print. Um, so uh, for, uh, for those of you who have no clue what the fuck we're talking about, um, this movie is a an, yet another, uh, funny enough, this is like, um, which My Atomic Pick is, a, is another one, but uh, post-apocalyptic movies seem to be on the rise uh, in, the, in the last little while. For a while, they were kind of dead, but they kind of be making a, a bit of a resurge, certain seat, since uh, Will Smith's uh, I Am uh, Legend days. But uh, this movie is about, again, the end of the earth, uh, and, uh, you know, this dude is, is roaming the earth and, you know, looking for gas and water, the usual shit you got to look for in, in the day. Um, and But apparently he has this book on him that is, is a, a weapon or a something to to solve all the earth's problems of what caused the big fucking war in, in anyways and so he's uh, it's actually the the text is pretty good the movie it's something you know they all want it They're, they would all kill for it and i'm here to protect it he looks like he's got a big fucking two swords i think where and he looks like he is going to kick a lot of fucking ass i'm i'm pumped for this movie yeah, he's it's a not i'm sorry he's a kick-ass kind of actor though in general i mean man on fire he was pretty badass as well when i remember seeing that yeah movie. but but you know but you know what though denzel washington when he played you uh historically when he plays movies even if he gets violent he's been very kind of gentlemanly when he does it even that fucking one where he's the gangster sorry, sir, uh, i'm going to have to kick your ass now excuse me no, well, no no but it, but he's always i mean Denzel washington has a bit of an air about him you know and even in man on fire when he's like uh you know uh trying to uh you know get this little girl who's been kidnapped he's still kind of uh played like an fbi agent getting revenge this uh, movie looks like for the first time he is more like a badass motherfucker going to do anything. And I'm not sure we've seen him. Even in Training Day, he was still a bit reserved. I think this is a little bit more, you know, not necessarily acting. It's a little bit more just uh, emotional response, I think, and just, you know, uh, more gut, if you will, if, if that makes sense at all. Well, you know what? And I, I think it's about time Denzel has done a role like this, because i got to be honest, I do think Denzel's got the chops, if you will, but he hasn't done anything in a millennia that since that I've given a shit about. Like, I, I mean, I think Training Day is the last movie that I maybe liked and or saw of his. So, uh, you know, this is a kind of a departure for him in the sense where he's done a lot of uh, contemporary and like political and blah, 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 like sort of films. This to me, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, finally, he's kind of dabbling in something a little different, like to Downs's point where he's going to get a little balls to the wall. I mean, it looks like the movie has a brain, but it looks like he's going to be sort of a, uh, you know, a tough bastard in it. And it looks like I'm kind of anticipating to seeing him in that type of role because it's been a long time. 
totally, totally agree, totally agree. Now, Downs, before um, you uh, we, you threw out a couple movies way back. Okay, when, sorry, I, sorry. I wanted to I wanted to make a couple comments on those because you're right. You know, you've got probably the busiest uh, category topic I mean, with movies, but you threw out a couple things. I just wanted to make a few little you know quibs about. Uh, first of all. They gotta. I, I might be alone here, but they really gotta kill fucking Shrek now, okay? Because Shrek's gotta end. I mean, this Shrek Four. I, I don't know if anyone has seen the trailer for it. It is just dead. It is just like death. Shrek Three was terrible. I don't know. If any, I didn't even bother watching that. I mean, it was terrible. I don't know why the fuck they're making a Shrek Four. I guess maybe because they make you know quarter of a billion dollars every time they put them out. So they need to really kill that green sun bitch. And the other comment is, <laughs> if we're this, even though we're doing a lot, they're doing a heck of a lot of remakes. The one that is the most unnecessary and I hope flops bigger than you know anything is. Will Smith's son in The Karate Kid. I'm not sure if anyone has seen this fucking shit, but this is blasphemous. I mean, this is yeah. just terrible. This- there are certain things, and I think we talked about this a little bit on one of the episodes. There are certain movies or TV shows or things that you probably shouldn't touch. And I think it might be too soon for Karate Kid. Well, not even. I mean, I'm not saying it necessarily shouldn't be remade, but... How about not remade with Will Smith's fucking son? How about that? Like, you know, if you see the trailer, oh, my good Lord. I mean, this is just going to be awful. I mean, you could have picked some other fucking dorky kid to be the Ralph Macchio. I mean, uh, but I I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that the Karate Kid is so sacred of ground that you can't remake it. Comes comes out next year. Biggest movie of 2010, The Karate Kid. (laughs) Star young Will, Will Smith's son, the best young actor this generation has. They don't even know his name. <laughs> Will Smith's son, you just call him. I think that's his name, actually. They actually called him on his birth certificate, Will Smith's son. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be called, what is his actual name, Jaden or something like that? No longer oh, Jaden. I want to be known now as Will Smith's son. <laughs> you know what? It's funny, though, that you say that, DJ, because there's something else, uh, a remake that uh, we could talk about here uh, that I think is a little bit too early. Is there the Robin Hood remake, uh, which is being done. It's got uh, starring, uh, what's his name? Uh, Russell Australian Crow. uh, Russell Crowe. And it's being done. Isn't Sam Raimi or whatever directing it? The guy who or uh, Ridley Scott, who, Ridley Scott, who did Gladiator. This looks like Gladiator with a whole just a different storyline. A lot more arrows. There, yes, there's more arrows, super arrows. I think no, that, I me, thought you know I thought the trailer was pretty decent though. Like I didn't, and I don't hold any light to. Oh, I'm so sad for Kevin Costner's Robin Hood. But, but you know what I was going to say? I actually, I actually kind of like that Robin Hood. That, to me, is uh, maybe a little bit reminiscent of a happier time in life, but that's a happy little nice <laughs> fucking Robin Hood. Kevin Costner wasn't a complete loser. Oh, I was just going to say, you, you link your happy times to Kevin Costner movies. Remember when The Postman came and out? I was, I was so happy then. <laughs> but you know what? I think what Downs' point is here is that Robin Hood doesn't need to be remade. It, like it at does. this po- at this point, I mean, it's like this is a property that it's been done so many fucking times. It just doesn't need to be. I mean, I I saw the new trailer, and yes, I like Russell Crowe and Ridley Scott's a good director, but the trailer is meh. I mean, it's just a bunch of fucking. Uh, you know, you could have literally clipped scenes from Braveheart, fucking Gladiator, and Troy, and we wouldn't have known yeah. the difference. Well, and that's, this- yeah, that's not. I'm not saying it's. 
Like I'm saying, the trailer looks pretty good. I'm not saying it looks unique in any way. And it's almost disappointing that they go, from the maker of Gladiator. And you had to have Russell Crowe. You can't work with somebody else here over you know here. What, you know what, though? You didn't even have to say from the maker of Gladiator. It's fucking obvious. What? Look at the movie. Like, it you could, It looks like the same movie. But you know of course, what? I did Actually, watch the... Gladiator over the break. That's a good movie. But the, fun, the funniest thing about that trailer, though, I, I, and I saw myself, was that there's actually a remarkable lack of arrows in the trailer. Yes. <laughs> like, like, they I show mean, him like... on a horse in the Crusades fighting, but there's a, not a lot of arrow shooting, you know? Well, he doesn't use an arrow in this one. He uses a sling. <laughs> but I mean, like, change. why can't we just make someone be uh, more Robin Hoody? Why do we have to keep moving him away from his actual character? Because you're right. right. He looks like a fucking barbarian in this goddamn movie yeah. versus like, hey, man, like, what's why not be swinging on a rope and have a green hat and shoot a fucking arrow? Yeah, like, exactly. When did, like, Robin, well, and like, when did Robin Hood like, stop well, wearing the hat with the feather in it? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And like, well, like the Merry Men and the fucking Friar Tucks with the fucking check kegs of beer. These okay. guys don't look like they're any Friar Tucks fucking hanging out. I'll tell you like fault it is. It's fucking Rocket Robin Hood and that fucking no hat wearing outer space fucking rubber bear and crazy eggs. That's you true, but it's fuck. really far in the future. That's, you that's lay the fuck off of Rocket Robin Hood. He was the fucking man. So you're saying that Ro- the Rockin' Robin Hood cartoon has doomed all future interpretations of Robin Hood. I think that cartoon was the beginning of why Robin Hood is hatless in its current incarnations now. That's right, I said so. A, a beloved Canadian-made property, Rocket Robin Hood. I'm calling it out. That's coming out on DVD, actually. Yeah. Today on Behind the Scenes, Rocket <laughs> Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, they're hoping to sell eight copies of that DVD. <laughs> I think I think one movie though that you haven't mentioned, which I'm wait. Whoops, sorry. Don't be taken. Sorry, you want to talk right, about well, Rocket Robin Hood? <laughs> no, I still have a whole list, but that's fine. You Whoa. can fucking check your shit in, your name in. Oh, I just want to make sure fuck. you don't miss this movie. And I know uh, somebody else in this podcast wants to make sure you don't miss it as well. Uh, and this is the new comedy starring John Cusack, which probably got the best title ever na- made for any comedy as of late, The Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> have you, Downsid, was that on your list? I have no idea what this movie is. Okay, you have to, and other Atomic Geek listeners, uh, if you <laughs> YouTube or find the trailer for Hot Tub Time Machine, it's with, uh, as Christian mentioned, John Cusack, and I believe it's Craig Robertson. Yeah, uh, Rob Corddry. Yeah, like it's just the stupidest idea, but it's also inspired idea for a, a comedy like so it's a it's exactly what it says a group of dudes find a, t- a hot tub that basically turns out to be a time machine it's got almost a <laughs> bill and bill and ted sort of uh, aspect to it but in so, a hot tub yeah but in a hot tub but I, I so, think they go back to 1980 on the exact same ski resort where they were staying <laughs> yeah it's a it's pretty it's quite awesome so it's one of those sort of like uh probably the stupid cult classics in the making but yeah I, I it's got the greatest goddamn title that's for sure of any yeah, movie they, coming out in 2010 they go back to the ski resort where hot dog the movie was made <laughs> i could watch that a movie again is that on dvd yes <laughs> <laughs> all right downs we'll stop christian for in the future from stealing your thunder <laughs> no i mean that's good because the only problem i had actually when i was doing research for, for this was you know, it's easy to find kind of a commercial list of movies, but anything that's a little bit more artsy, 
good luck, you know what I mean? Because it just, you know, th- those things just aren't, you know, publicized. I find a lot of those movies I end up watching once they've been out. You, you hear about them as opposed to kind of, you know, prior to. Um, but there are another couple other things. Um, there is, uh, you know, there's another Saw movie coming out again, going back to the uh, sequels. But uh, yeah. you, you know, who gives a fuck about that? But on the good side, we do have the Nightmare on Elm Street remake coming out this year. Um, which uh, which has everybody's favorite uh, Rorschach, uh, Haley Joe Osment. Is that his name? <laughs> Is that the kid from uh, Six Sense? That was close though. <laughs> Jackie Earl Haley. But that, I mean, you got you knew it was a three name name, so that you were pretty close. I see dead people. James in their Earl dreams. Jones. James Earl Jones is coming out. <laughs> James Earl Jones. <laughs> no, it's Tom, it's Tommy Lee Jones actually. Yes. <laughs> I knew it had three names or something like Maybe that. Maybe Haley so. Joel Osment gets killed in this movie. <laughs> Anyways, I really need to do to that, that again. Country. Really, you think they need to do that one again? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you, you, I think you got to think that. Um, I remember. Easily ten years ago, going to a movie with a bunch of coworkers, and the boss's like fifteen-year-old uh, kid came, and at the time had no idea who uh, Indiana Jones was, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I was like blown away and floored. A lot of these kids out today have no idea who Freddie and Jason are. I, I, I'm assuming, and you know, I would say it's time, high time to bring back those properties into horror movies for to today's kids. I would think. So then, then you got your old man street kid. I saw these movies back when they were originally done, when they were a lot less bloody and a lot more comical. When, when I was your age, 3D was not D. It was well, I don't know what he was saying, but the 3D wasn't as it was now. You're a horrible old man. <laughs> that might have been. Oh yeah, that might have been accurate if he had Alzheimer's or something. <laughs> what? Who? Uh, uh, another movie. I think. Did we talk about this on a trailer park? Again, we need to have a trailer talk episode. Uh, the movie, you know, the uh, superhero uh, comedy Kick Ass is coming out uh, in the next little while. I think this, I had to comment on this. I think this is going to be the real dark horse of 2010, and I think people should keep their eyes on this. If you haven't seen, there's a a regular trailer and there's a red band trailer that's now been released for uh, Kick-Ass. It focuses on Hit Girl, which is a very young, uh, sword-wielding, ultra-violent tween uh, and and her father is played by Nick Cage in the movie. The this will give you a real sense. This Red Band trailer. Try to find it online. It'll give you a good sense as to the flavor of what this movie is going to be like. Uh, the apparently uh, they had a, a couple test screenings results for this, and it scored better than Avatar. So uh, in, in wow. test screenings. So this the 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 word and buzz on Kickass is really fucking good so this i think a lot of people are excited about this this is based off that comic from uh, mark millar uh so i th- this is all really high up on my list probably top five of one of the of you know the movies i've got to see in 2010 of course with our prediction record um it's probably gonna stink <laughs> <laughs> Avatar is going to be terrible, and where the wild things are is going to be awesome. <laughs> well, let me just say right right now, Kickass looks like the biggest giant steaming turd covered with vomit I've ever seen. That's it. <laughs> Cover our bases, Christian. <laughs> um, let me throw another couple movies out there just to wrap this up. 
and then we'll come back to one more we can talk a little bit more in depth about, okay? So uh, you've got a Death at a Funeral, which is a Chris Rock movie coming that looks like it could be uh, kind of funny. Anyone heard about that one? Saw the trailer. I thought it was. Okay. Terrible. Uh, You know, there's a Marmaduke movie coming out this year. Did well, anyone know that? I'm excited. I love the comic strip. Why wouldn't I love the movie? Exactly. Um, you know, Prince of Persia is coming out with that really good-looking gay cowboy guy. What's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I thought you, I thought you meant the ghost of Heath Ledger. It's 2010 now, baby. That thing's no, in the past. Come on. Well, he I does have a movie fun. coming out in 2010. Who? Heath Ledger. No, he's. It came out already. That's already out. In, that was out in 2009. Well, it, on my list, it's 2010. <laughs> what list are you working with? <laughs> the list that when I'm going to see it. <laughs> Wrong list. Um, there's a little Fockers movie coming out. They made a third one in that fucking dead horse. Uh, so this trilogy. is. I guess if we got to the stinker section of your list, then is yeah, that what you're pr- to say? pretty much. We're, yeah, yeah. We're just uh, the Expendables. Uh, looks like it could be half decent. Despicable Me. Uh, at last airbender all coming out. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, a couple airbenders, isn't there? There's two airbenders. There's one that's uh, anime, and then there's the last airbender, which is a, a live action movie. Is, are these the movies that's about competitive farting? Starring <laughs> 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 well, the spleen from Minutemen or from. Well, there's, uh, there's the first airbender, but he he lives in Jersey and he's not very interesting, so there's no movie about him. <laughs> and then the seventeenth airbender is actually my mom, and she refused to have a film made about her. So the last airbender is the only one that's remotely interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's make this clear: this is absolutely the last one. No more airbenders. There will be no more airbending from now on. They, they actually killed four airbenders just so they could call this guy the last. After this movie, anybody air, got airbending will be put to the death. After this movie, the air has been officially bent. <laughs> it won't bend anymore. There's nothing we can do. We've run no out more of bending. Have you seen the Have you seen the trailer for that? Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Lightning Thief. I did actually, you know, and I, I that doesn't look bad. It doesn't what? look that bad. What? It reminds me of like a Harry Potter, the, a Harry look, Potter bad. Type of, there's nothing looking. Huh? He rides an elevator and sees Mount Olympus. Fuck, whatever. Hello. There you go. Well, I, I saw a trailer that had a little bit of stuffy stuff. And if you went to the theater ever, maybe you'd see those trailers. Theaters for suckers. You know what you charge for? I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think that one might be a little bit on the kids' side, but it's still like it deals with Olympia and lightning and what's the, what's the hero's name again? Percy Jackson? There's, well, there's no airbending. So no, I yeah, don't but know. Is that his name, Percy Jackson? Something That's like right, that. sir. Yeah, they're running out of they're running yeah, out name. of uh, protagonist names, or for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if I have a son, call... the last name I'm going to give him is Percy for Christ's sakes. Maybe you'll call him the Cosmic Viking. Hey, well, they've dude. done so many of these goddamn uh, like you know trying to f- sponge off of Harry Potter that they're trying to come up with all of these like fantasy for young adults. But you're right, like Percy Jackson, oh, yeah. what's, like what's that Nicolas Cage one where he's like friggin' the witch guy or something? Like that? uh, that's called Billy Binkers and the uh, the witch cloth. <laughs> <laughs> See, Billy Binkers, that's a name I could give my son, my second born son. <laughs> Hello, but Billy Binkers. Neat. Billy but Binkers your last Nielsen. name isn't even Binkers. I don't care. I'm still going to call him Billy Binkers. That's his middle name. <laughs> Billy Binkers Nielsen. <laughs> All right. So I think that's pretty much it for uh, films in the uh, new millennia, 2010. 
<laughs> so he just, I'm so fed up with you guys. I'm going to end it now. But <laughs> yeah. before, and before it gets too long, it's I probably will. a good idea. It's probably well, a good yeah, idea. Exactly. Um, because our next topic will get the uh, jokester himself, Christian Nielsen, talking about video games. Uh, and I'm interested in this one as well because I have a video game system, and I would like to see what I can get for it. <laughs> as a pad, licking his pencil. I am ready. ready. I'm ready. <laughs> well, first of all, when did I become the jokester of the friggin' podcast? I mean, crazy. Yeah, Whatever, Captain Tryhard. That was a joke in itself. <laughs> well, here we go. Let me go to my giant book of jokes. Uh, as far as... Um, Video games, uh, video games, things that are happening in video games next year. I mean, I'll... all right, uh, DJ. <laughs> I know this hasn't been funny yet at all. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Do you want me to talk about what what stuff's happening next year, or what just games for specific systems? Or... We just did an hour of me doing it on movies. You don't get the concept. Uh, I give me, uh, give me uh, per game system. Okay. Well, let's start. Uh, let's start with. Uh, with the Wii, uh, as far as uh, games that we can look forward to coming out for the Wii, uh, generally I would say none. Uh, but apparently next year, uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2 is coming out for the Wii, which you know apparently the first one was supposed to be pretty good, and now there is a sequel for all you uh, Mario jerks out there. Uh, let me just jump in and say on, on the Wii, uh, you know, with the whole one million man ban that Xbox put into effect and got me kicked off of the whole network. Um, my 360 doesn't hardly work so much at all anymore, so I'm doing a lot more gaming on my Wii, uh, playing a lot of games recently. Mario, one of them, and uh, i got to tell you, it's, uh, it looks a lot like the one that we did, we played as kids. Fucking hard as hell. But uh, i got some other games, too, and I'm kind of getting into the Wii gaming a little bit. Uh, it takes a little bit of forced gaming to do it, but uh, I'm kind of enjoying my Wii a little bit more than I was. So, Yeah, I was actually at New Year's. The, so I was at a uh, someone's house and they had they had a Wii and they put in that new I think that was called I think that's just called Super Mario Brothers the one that you're talking about Downs and it is the old yeah. side scroll for the Wii uh, uh, side scroll but the Super Mario Galaxy is the more three dimensional one I think the one that you're talking about the sequel Christian oh yeah 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 I think the Super yeah. Mario Brothers are Downs is talking that's the one where like four people can play on the oh, screen yeah screens. it's tough but it's yeah. it's definitely uh, you know nostalgic in the sense that. It is very similar to that original NES uh, game, but obviously with a little bit of a two thousand, you know, a two thousand spin to it. But it's it, it can be pretty hard, but it's a good game. But I've heard the Super Mario Galaxies are pretty good as well. So that's about the only reason I'd ever want to get a Wii is just to play those. But I probably won't. Yeah, I mean the the, the ironic thing right now is I think that actually Nintendo is kind of stepping up their licensing for games coming out next year for uh, the Wii to be a bit more adult titles that are coming out, um, such as... Uh, well, not Fornication. <laughs> That's right. Super Porn 2000 with Luigi and Gemma J- Jenna Jameson. Um, <laughs> like, uh, the, the real... Little Asian sluts on Wii. <laughs> it's the cock vitality sensor. <laughs> cock vitality sensor. Anyway... Um, so yeah, Super Mario Galaxy two for the Wii, uh, and oh, oh and, uh, like I want one of those. One, and, I want one of those cock vitality sensors. Invent those right now. Yeah, I want it sent here right now. Get it on. Another another. Another Super Metroid is coming out as well for all you friggin' Nintendo super nerds who love the friggin' Super Metroid. Uh, there's another friggin' game coming out 
for that. Um, for the Xbox, uh, some titles that spoke to me personally and said to myself, hey, these are worth talking about. Uh, Super Street Fighter 4 is uh, coming out in 2010. Uh, Street Fighter 4 already is pretty successful, but the Super Street Fighter with new characters and new quick moves, blah, 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 that's coming out, so that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, I, the, the one title, though, for Xbox specifically, which makes me jealous and I'm most excited about, is uh, Crackdown 2, which is essentially is uh, you play a super cop who can slowly upgrade his super strength and shooting and all that oh, kind yeah. of shit to fight crime in some I, futuristic city. I played uh, Crackdown 1, I think it was at, at your place, Christian, and yes. that is was a kick-ass game. I don't know how it had for like how it was for longevity, but playing it for that night, that, I couldn't get enough of that game. That is excellent. So if they're coming up with a number two... Like Nico's to say, if you're an officer of a law and you're running around the city and you're throwing cars at criminals, I think that's a pretty win-win as far as gaming goes right there. <laughs> Sounds like fun on a Saturday night to me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about, uh, uh, are you talking about Bioshock? Is that, because that's... Bioshock 2 is coming out for essentially all platforms, including oh, the PC. Okay. Uh, I've never played the first one. Oh, uh, I did. Great fucking And that's game. what I hear. Great I hear, fu- as far as first-person shooters goes, it's supposed to be friggin' awesome. It's scary. Yeah, it uh, I mean, visually fucking stunning. I mean, that is the first thing, right? Is And that's what, that game... I don't know. I don't know if you guys know the, the history of that game. Like that game, just the logo sequence and the water splashing, like debuted debuted at like a game convention ten years before the game ever came out, and like blew everyone away. And it took like ten years to get the game made and all this shit. And that's why it's like all this beauty, fucking visual, visual shit because that was what the game was about. It's fucking stunning. And there's moral choices and that kind of shit as well you do in that game as well, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, you basically there's these little girls, and you can either choose, and they have these big fucking dudes with them, and you can either choose, uh, after you kill the big dudes and take all their energy, you can either kill the girl, and if you kill her, you get um, twice as much energy as if you let her go and, like, convert her to good. Um, you don't get as much energy, and you're much yeah. more powerful if you kill all the little girls. Yeah, so th- things like that, as far as first-person shooters go, that's pretty friggin' uh, wicked as well. So another hot game also that's all a buzz on the internet that's coming out on uh, all three platforms, or all three platforms, actually just more like the PS3 or the Xbox, is Just Cause 2. And uh, I don't know if any of you have played the first one or if you know what the first one is about, but uh, this second one looks even crazier than the first, where you play this basically this uh, revolutionary who's, I guess, fighting some oppressive government trying to get things changed. And this guy basically can jump out of planes. He has a super parachute that flies out his back. He can leap from car to car, dropping dynamite in windows, leap in the air. I'm not explaining it very right, right along, but if you look online for videos of Just Cause 2, you can get some super-duper crazy game playing right there. Yeah, I've actually heard of that now that you mentioned that. that, that I've heard crazy things about it as well uh okay well before i i start getting the ps3 which is something i know a lot more about than any of the other systems uh, uh, <laughs> PS3. <laughs> the best for last. uh i think it's important that we talk about a little bit about pc games as well so uh hopefully fingers crossed this year we are expecting the sequel after 10 years to starcraft starcraft 2 is supposedly supposed to be coming out uh, this year uh, but more importantly, I think the bigger news is, is there's actually uh, two contenders to battle against uh, the, the massive uh, giant of MMO 
MMMMMO uh, online massive multiplayer uh, role play gaming uh, for coin, uh, and that is Star Wars: The Old Republic and Star Trek Online. So you realize oh, really? with, that, wow. with that last mouthful of words that you just said, half of the geeks in the world just went and had a huge orgasm. So you said there's a StarCraft <laughs> two, an MMO, Star Wars, and Star Trek. You just yeah. ah! That's right. Oh. Star Trek nerds and Star Wars nerds are colliding in a, caval- a cavalcade of brain explosion. Yeah, but StarCraft was also one of the biggest crazy fucking geek fest PC games ever. You know, yeah, and you know what? that listener, uh, Kev, what's his, what's his name? I can't remember his call name that he writes in. Loves that StarCraft. No. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I was about to say, why the fuck are you talking about PC games until you mentioned StarCraft 2? That's the only reason why you would talk about PC games at this point in time. Oh, no, and that and basically online uh, online gaming of Star, Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, and, and that. That's I mean, as far as StarCraft goes, I mean, you're talking about the original StarCraft as a game in southern Korea that fills stadiums with competitions. You know what I mean? Crazy-ass shit. So StarCraft 2 is a pretty big deal. Uh, but the very fact that two very popular uh, properties are going toe-to-toe, or hopefully toe-to-toe, with Warcraft uh, in, in the multi-massive, what the fuck ever, online RPG uh, genre is pretty important as well. That's, that's kind of exciting. That, yeah, you know, like, that's an understatement there. But, I mean, I remember City of Heroes coming out and me going, oh, boy. Yeah. But Star Wars? Oh, I mean, just I mean, just think about that for a second. You are basically launching the ability for any listener out there of ours, or any anybody we know who's into Star Trek or Star uh, Star Wars, to go <laughs> and create their own fucking identity and be a part of this galaxy. That is fucking massive. So basically, you're going to be paying a monthly fee to play a game that's everyone is a Jedi. <laughs> Oh, you think so? I know a lot of motherfuckers like me who would be fucking uh, Lords of the Sith. Come on. And there's going to be a plenty of bounty hunters probably running around. And Ewoks, too. Lots of Ewoks. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, we only seem to have one Ewok here. Uh, His call name is Bloom73. Poopy man here. (laughs) Ewok. But somehow he is all-powerful Ewok. (laughs) No, and he he keeps writing in and complaining that all the... uh, Wookies keep anally raping him in all the online forums. There's nothing he can do, but they just keep they just keep taking advantage of him. He has no power on the <laughs> online. Uh, so yes. there you go. So that, uh, you know what? Right now, this year, uh, Warcraft is coming out apparently with another new expansion. Uh, I think that news alone is going to basically give Star Trek and Star Wars Online that run for its money to even try to compete with Warcraft. That's a pretty uh, big undertaking, if you ask me. Um, so let's move okay. on to uh, my favorite and uh, all of our other favorites here, except for probably Mr. Downs, is the, the PS3 stuff that's coming out next year. And it, it's a pretty a good fucking list. I mean, uh, PS3 had a pretty great year in 2009 with a price slash and games like, you know, Uncharted 2, uh, you know, Infamous and Killzone 2. But uh, next year they got a, a bunch of good games coming out. Um God of War 3, which we've talked about Hi. before. That's, we've been waiting for that one for a while. Everybody's been waiting for that one. I think that's going to be a big console seller on its own, that fucking game. And if not, God of War 3 is going to do that. Uh, the next game, which I think also turns Andrew's crank to uh, various degrees, is Grand Turismo. Abba. 
Gran, Gran Turismo 5. Hello. That's supposed to come well, out. The thing is that you know what's stupid about that, Christian? They they can't, they have Gran Turismo 5 Prologue that they've had out for a long time mm-hmm. where you can play limited tracks, limited cards, limited everything. What's the point of me paying money for that when I know number five is going to come out? And I guess it's just for people who are impatient. But to me, it's just that's just a money sap. Like, it's, they're just it's trying not, to get more cash. It's not, so it's that not a money sap. Yeah. These are, there's, cause there's other suckers like you out there who will pay for that. Well, I wouldn't. I didn't do it. Like, I, I would not buy Prologue because, hence the title, it's a prologue. You know something's coming out. And I, I just, it, it kind of made me angry, and not many things make me angry at my PS3 because I love her so much. But the that one, that's one of those ones that, yes, will I get Gran Turismo 5? Probably. The prologue thing I didn't waste my time with. Well, there's a demo Crazy. online apparently for Gran Turismo 5 for some kind of business. I haven't checked yes, it out. Yes, download, downloading it right now. Oh. <laughs> And uh, another actually more long, uh, another interesting game that's actually uh, interesting only the fact of the, the type of game that it is. It's called uh, Heavy Rain, and this is a serious uh, uh, PS3 only game that's coming out, and it's, it's a very serious adult storyline. Which is it's basically the story of where you basically take control of four different characters. Uh, there's a serial killer on the loose, and one of the characters you play is the. Uh, father of a of a of a of a family uh, whose wife has recently died, and basically part of the game is you taking care of your kids. Another character, you are a detective trying to find the killer, and they all kind of link together. Very serious, serious adult storylines, and apparently the replay value of the game is off the charts. As like even the smallest things you can do can send the the storyline of the game into very different places. Oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Yes, that, that's not, that, that's, that sounds really cool, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, a, uh, it's called Heavy Rain. I, I mean, apparently, like, apparently, the only thing that kind of sets me personally off, and you know, is that the, apparently there's a, a possibility that some of the storyline involves child abduction, and it could it could involve one of the children of your characters mm-hmm. as well, depending how you play the game, of course, right? But it's, right. it sounds pretty crazy. You lose, your children are dead. Oh, <laughs> very nice. You'd rather have that happen in real life or in a video game? Hello. Hello. Jesus, it's, all, of it's all fucking life training, buddy. I hear you. Right. Um, so as far as just listing off games to look forward to on the systems, that's uh, that's what I got for you, fellas. Well, that sounds like a pretty good 2010 to me. Yeah. Um, well, I still I think, have to play Arkham Asylum. Yeah, I think the more interesting thing, a couple other interesting things that are happening in 2010 we can expect is that uh, basically based on the success of the Wii, uh, now the PS3 and the Xbox are coming out with their wireless controllers. I think the PS3 is called the Magic Fun Stick, and the Xbox is called Bill Gates' Magic the, Wand or something. The wireless penis. That's right. The, uh, and Wii also, I think, is coming out with an HD version of Wii in 2010. Really? Which would, you know, up the graphics a little bit. Yeah, because they, they're not even, it's not even really an HD game system, right? Mm-hmm. So... There's talk of, uh, of an HD Wii coming out and then potentially having a, a, a Blu-ray player with it, but that's just that's just dreaming. Yeah. Okay, and let me, let me, I just have to tell you something. Um, so I, I, I got back into my Wii recently because I'm not on the Xbox anymore, and it is um, embarrassing how easy those things are to hack now, actually. Um, 
the original hack that came out involved like the specific game and a save and like this whole backdoor in. And then apparently, <clears throat> excuse me, after the original Wii's came out, which mine is, like the, the Wii's that are out there now, I guess they, they did a physical block that would stop that. But whatever they did apparently opened up some other like huge fucking walk right in like backdoor thing now. So like all you have to do now is take like an SD card, put a bunch of information on, put it in your in your your Wii's hack like that. Like it's that simple. And um, anyways, I won't get into further incriminating myself anymore. But um, <laughs> uh, it's the FBI at the door, Mister Downs. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of games for the Wii suddenly that weren't there before, so it's interesting to see. Also, just what stuff, what pe- the stuff that people are writing on their own, the homebrew software is pretty interesting on the Wii too. It's pretty, uh, pretty cool scene. All right, well let's uh, let's move forward. Thank you, Christian. Uh, to our last uh, topic of uh, the evening, moving into 2010, Mr. D. Giovanni is going to tell us about television. Well, uh, you know, TV is probably the most ambiguous of all, of all to look forward to, given that a lot of the new programming that, uh, you know, in the traditional fall uh, calendar uh, really isn't, isn't available yet, where you can get a film, you can get upcoming film lists and game lists uh, pr- quite readily and available for 2010. Uh, you know, so it is expected, and I'm not going to go the route of saying, uh, you know, getting into the details of all of our favorite returning programs that are going to come back uh, in January and, and some even in September, like The Losts and The 24s and Heroes and all that other stuff. So that assume that those are happening. What I've done is I've kind of highlighted a couple uh, shows that are going to be debuting and or uh, – returning in some cases uh, that I thought were a little bit more interesting and maybe in some cases below the radar. Uh, This one is definitely not below the radar, and I think a lot of people are very excited about this. As far as geek lore goes, this has got to be one of the big ones. Uh, Sci-Fi Channel is going to be debuting Caprica. This is the, the, the way it's working as it's basically the prequel uh, television series to Battlestar Galactica. It's set 58 years prior to BSG, and it focuses on the creation of the Cylon. So this is going to this is a major uh, show in terms of geek lore. I know a lot of people are fucking have hard ons for this one. I, I you know I know I don't think Bloom and Christian have yet to watch BSG, but I know Downs is a huge fan. What are your thoughts on this, Downs? I mean, is this show necessary? Are you at all interested in this, or is this just a well that show was really successful? How can we you know cash in on it more mm, good great question in fact um i've seen the first two hour uh premiere of this show um going in i i didn't uh i didn't think it was a good idea um and it's very very different from what battlestar galactica the show was uh was versus what this new show caprica is going to be um caprica the tv show is very much a drama about um human beings, you know what I mean, who, who build robots eventually, but it's like, it's nothing like, like nothing, 180 degrees of what BSG was, and so that is why I didn't like the, like, like the concept, um, and when I watched it, I really ended up liking it, it has Eric Stoltz in it, who I think is a great fucking actor, um, and it's been a while now, so I can't remember who else, but, um, yeah, no, so that's interesting. I'm curious to see it. I think, you know, regardless on your thoughts, that's going to be a big show to look out for. I know maybe fans of this show or just, uh, you know, other geeks in general are looking out for Caprica. But, you know, we can't talk about geek-related uh, programs, and this one's 
highly anticipated, depending on who you talk to, and that is Futurama's return to the airwaves. That's right. Uh, I think we've talked about this on the show. Futurama's returning with 26 new episodes to Comedy Central in mid-2010. This is a big fucking deal. Uh, This is, you know, I'm a massive Futurama fan. Uh, I think it is you know, arguably one uh, one of the best animated shows, quite unheralded, I think, you know, at the time when it was on at Fox, they didn't, they kind of got the short end of the stick there. But it thankfully kind of following that Family Guy formula, thanks to the success of DVDs, it's back on on another network. So I think I'm not alone here on the show where uh, people are anticipating the return of Futurama. Am I right, Mr. Nielsen? I am looking forward to it. So, uh, yes. So that so that's a big deal. I'm kind of lo- I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm th- going to change gears here, and I think uh, one of the shows that I'm really looking forward to. Is th- there's a couple new ones that are coming out that are miniseries, and I always liked miniseries uh, from back in the day. And uh, you know, more specifically when HBO does them. Uh, and you know, anyone who watched uh, quite awesome. A miniseries called Band of Brothers. Well, buckle up because Spielberg and Tom Hanks are doing The Pacific. And this is a 10 episode series about a kind of, I think it follows three uh, Marines and this, uh, as they kind of battle against the Japanese back in the war. Uh, like, so this is definitely for the footage I've seen. I mean, I loved Band of Brothers. I thought that was excellent excellent and in terms of the way it was done uh the the acting the the staff that they did that just was amazing and uh the pacific looks like it's gonna be at that same quality at least from a production standpoint so i'm pretty excited about that i'm i'm a a, i mean band of brothers couldn't have come out at a better time when it did come out just after saving private ryan it had the same feel and look to it which is not a bad thing for a war movie at all uh i own band of brothers and i've probably seen it about five times. Like, it is just a phenomenal miniseries. Um, so well done. Such good stories. Anything. If these guys are going to put something out in that same vein, I'm, I'll guarantee you I'll be watching that. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty excited about that. And, uh, you know, NBC is actually doing a, uh, a miniseries as well. And this show is called Day One. I'm not sure if anyone of you guys have heard about this. But this is, you know, as Downs mentioned in his movie uh, preview, post-apocalyptic is so hot right now because this is what this show is all about. Uh, it's, I believe it's like an eight-episode uh, miniseries, which is, you guessed it, the world gets pulverized to shit by, I believe it's meteorites or something or other. And this is the tale of the survivors and what they do to live in this post-apocalyptic world. I've seen... Uh, I, I really don't know who is behind the show and whether – I mean, I, I know it's not J.J. Abrams. I know it's not Joss Whedon, but uh, the I, it, I mean, it looks – I think the trailer is about as good as the V original trailer, so I've at least – it's piqued my interest. So check it out if you haven't. That's going to – that. I, sorry, sorry, D. I, I did actually read up on this one a little bit, and the uh, the thing that destroys the Earth is the last airbender. Oh, Interesting. See, I thought it was the 14th Airbender. That was in my notes, but uh, and I thought that joke would go over better too. But you know, whatever. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Go <laughs> oh, drink a beer. 
Actually, uh, you know what? It's it's Leif Schreiber is actually the the reason yes. that the uh, world old school <laughs> explicit tag earned. <laughs> <laughs> we have to make a decision that we need some new jokes for 2010 moving yes. forward. Need understand? a new catchphrase. What? Who? Uh, also, you know. Uh, you know, and someone else jumping on that comic book bandwagon because you know that se- that seems to be all the rage on the big screen. So why not do it on the small screen? They're going to be doing. I don't know if you guys have seen this, and it's so this should be debuting at the time of this recording. Uh, Any time, actually, sometime in January. It's the Human Target. This is based on a DC graphic novel. It stars uh, Mark Valley. He was one of the guys on Fringe, and he stars as Christopher Chance. A uh, private security guard who integrates himself into his clients' lives and makes himself a human target in order to draw the threat out. Uh, sounds awesome. Sounds pretty awesome. Well, but the graphic I- novels are pretty fucking awesome. Like, there's a graphic, but they also had a short run series as well that was quite excellent. Yeah, it is. I, I, I have read one of them. It's not. It is a pretty good premise, uh, and, you know. And it's that sounds like. Perfect. As I read that, you know, excuse my sarcasm, but I mean, that's a pretty decent enough present uh, uh, premise for a weekly TV series. Actually, it almost sounds like a throwback to those old 80s like series. You know what I mean? Like the MacGyvers of the world. But I, if you've seen the trailer for it, it's got pretty slick production values and it also has Trisha Helfer in it, which Whoa, can only hello. help things. Uh, hello. So that I'd be curious to see how that one's going to work out, but I'm this I'm going to probably check that one out as well. You know, as we look forward into my crystal ball further down the year, another thing. I mean, I love HBO, and I know we've talked about this. Uh, you know, with the show Showtime with like the Dexter's and Californications, we that, we said that off the top. Uh, they put out some great stuff. So to to let everyone know, it's been confirmed that Eastbound and Down. Hung, Nurse Jackie are all coming back for second season, so that's pretty good. Uh, so that's good news. Uh, and that they'll be returning in 2010. Uh, and I actually have to tell you another thing that I did over the Christmas holidays. I, I watched the first season of the United States of Terra. I, I don't, I think Downs has mentioned this on the podcast yeah, before. Great. Yeah. Fucking good show. Uh, so that's also returning for a second season. Both the, that and Nurse Jackie will be back in March. But, you know, HBO, you know, really has set the standards for uh, TV. A lot of what I watch now, it's moving towards these types of programs. And they got a really interesting one coming out, uh, and it's called Boardwalk Empire. I'm not sure if you guys have heard about this, but it's set in the 1920s. Uh, with uh, and it's set on gangsters from that sort of you know gun malls sort of period. Right, uh, see, that's the way it's gonna be. See? Yeah, like so, it's literally almost like that from the twenties. It's created by one of the writers of The Sopranos. His name's uh, Terrence Winter, and uh, you know to make to further enforce how good this is gonna be, the, sh- the series is starring Steve Buscemi, and the first episode is directed by. Martin Scorsese. So, uh, yeah, so (laughs) he actually he's made movies, right? (laughs) Is is the first episode going to have Rolling Stones in the soundtrack? We cross your fingers; it just might. (laughs) Uh, But the Rolling Stones—they were around in the twenties, so yeah, like I think it'll still fit. (laughs) Uh, But the so that's Boardwalk Empire. That's a that's a pretty cool. 
Prem, uh, that's a pretty cool premise, and I think you know it'll definitely be one of the best looking series. I mean, if you know, with the production values throwing, I mean, Mad Men's you know so hot in the sense that how it's recapturing the the sixties and how, you know the fifties sixties. This is now going to be the twenties, and the show the show's going to look good. But I got a lot of faith. I thought that one was good to call out because uh, I like some gangsters. And, uh, and you know, Steve Buscemi hasn't done anything in a while, and I think he deserves the HBO treatment. So that's pretty much it for what I laid out for TV uh, for 2010, just a few things to keep your eye out. And obviously, Lost will also be coming back. So, uh, <laughs> uh, wait, you, I think you forgot something very important that uh, Chuck, uh, Chuck was canceled. Uh, that our listenership would really like to know is that January 10th, Sunday, January 10th, the new season of Chuck premieres, two-hour season premiere. Watch it. Oh, yeah, there's also that, too. You guys promised to watch night. that first season. You didn't, you lying bastards. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. There's too many things. Hey, Dan, yeah, go watch, watch your that. nurse Jackie and your other bullshit, for Christ's sake. There's my suggestion. All right, um, that's that's almost going to do it for our 2010 look forward. Just really quickly, uh, so it doesn't look like I did absolutely nothing to prepare for this. I did look... Um, forward for a little bit of tech that we can expect in 2010 um it, like i mentioned the, the wii hd and there is talk of a new xbox however that's probably going to get pushed out to 2011 uh, but i think that will be all the rage and very exciting when that does happen to see what they'll do it'll probably fly and put your clothes on for you um the big thing that seems to be going on right now are these ebooks that are wireless books that you can download entire novels and, and read them electronically wherever you are. Um, and Apple has an, a big announcement on the 27th of January coming out, and I believe it's for the iSlate, which is a, uh, I think a 10-inch or 11-inch great big touchscreen. It's basically like a giant iPhone, um, but I think mostly it's a it's a cross between these. Uh, electronic books and a computer uh, because it has a, a, a large processor inside it. Uh, those things are all. What do you want? I'll tell you right now. If there's any piece of technology out there you should basically bide your time on and think about buying is one of these friggin' e-books. And right now in the states, it's what is it? The Nook and the Kindle are going at it. I mean, who knows what we'll get in Canada eventually? But I'm just waiting to see when the dust settles a little bit more. Even considering buying one. Correctly, correct. It does have that sort of beta VHS. Blu-ray yeah. HD. But you know what? I, I mean, if, if I make a prediction, I'm going to echo what Christian said here. This, that, whatever wins that battle and whatever version, we're all going to have one of those things. Oh, I want one. Eventually. I, I want no, the battle to be over At quick. Least, you know yeah. what? I mean, honestly, because, you know, we went how quickly the, the penetration of iPods and, and MP3 players you, it's, you're very hard pressed to find someone that doesn't have those now. That this ebook th- technology, that's going to be the next thing. There's these no isolates. I just wonder how yeah, sturdy yeah. they're going to be. Like these things are are basically big open touchscreen things. It, they're, that's a bit cumbersome to carry around eleven. No, inch. yeah, but hold on. Hold, this is going to be a tablet PC. Yeah. I mean, this is this is going to be huge. I mean, fucking. You know, I had a tablet PC, a fucking piece of shit HP one, um, and it was fucking horrible. But um, what the what the what Mac is going to do with this fucking tablet PC that they're oh, about yeah. to launch is they're going to redefine how computers and the touch interface is going to work. So yeah. I mean, this is this is the first step in going away from you and I using the keyboard and the mouse and the computer. Like if yeah. you look at, uh, I hate H- to bring up Stargate, Stargate again. 
Stargate again, but like they, the, these guys are walking around with tablets yeah. for everything, right? Like just going boop, 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 boop. Okay, there you go. You need to send me that. You know what I mean? Just and those things like they were using existing computers. Now this Mac thing is the fucking is the thing that's going to define the next generation of computers. Yeah, it's definitely you. it's going to be the tits. And this is another one of those ones that kind of takes science fiction into modern reality. And <laughs> see, Andrew, now when you said the sorry, when you said the eye slate and you were describing it. I I started to visual I started to visualize that this was like wow the technology we're actually going backwards they're just making the iPhone really big so we're almost taking that cell phone technology where we had to like those giant old fucking like cell phones that used yeah. to have like the wires with the, the Zach, them up. Zach Morris cell phone <laughs> I'm like oh we're gonna have just huge hello I'm I'm talking on my iPhone here it's like <laughs> hello 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 moving your head from the bottom to the top hello 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 what are, what? The, 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 sale, the salesman's like, look, and you can work Photoshop, and you can do all this, and you can do this. And DJ's like, picks it up, puts it to his ear. But it doesn't really work very good as a phone, does it? <laughs> so, so, huge, so huge on his head. And there's two megabytes of memory. You'll never need more. Um, uh, moving forward from that, I know Isolate is going to be the big, big thing this year. Um, there's also another big thing that I'm hoping comes out this year, and it's nuclear battery technology. Um, it sounds, it sounds very funny, but I, I can imagine that, you know, it may not be out in 2010, but it's being developed. And and as you laugh, Christian, think about this. They say that the size of a, a, a penny is the battery and it can run your phone for months without charging. Just the words nuclear, what is it? Nuclear powered battery? Just nuclear battery. Technology. Nuclear battery. Just, I, I, I immediately thought of my origin story for my future superhero escapade. <laughs> this is, right we can all turn into superheroes now by eating these batteries or dropping <laughs> the phone on the floor. Dude, this is yeah. like so. You talk. We joke about 2010, but the nuclear powered battery, or the NPB, as I'll call it from this moment <laughs> on. <laughs> that's completely science fiction. I thought you were actually being sarcastic, and I was like, "Oh, oh Andrew, you scam, you silly!" <laughs> but how like, do, how do you how dare you bes- develop? How dare you besmirch the source of powers of nuclear battery man? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you, you know what? Though, you know what? The first thing I thought of, I was like, "This is gonna be a bitch getting on an airplane now." <laughs> Because <laughs> they're gonna be like, what? You, you got a fucking nuclear Radiation power battery? Just Get off the, the fuck chart. back! <laughs> That's right. Holding their, holding their giant isolate to their head, heads glowing green. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I got nuclear batteries over That's here. Right. Sure, I lost an ear, but it's great because it's, I don't have to change a battery for months. So if this, I mean, if this type of thing can be developed, it really will change the, the whole well. How you use your your not necessarily how you use your phone, but how often you have to charge it. It'll change things like the electric car. It'll um, also innovate ways for terrorists to kill us. I'm assuming. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> and think about think about your dildo. It would go forever. And let me tell you, this year at Battery Expo 2010 in Lake Tahoe, it's going to be a whole different game. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, you know what? This the battery industry is so excited. You know, right now there's a guy who, when he went up and presented this, he's like, "People, this is a game changer. This is a game changer." We're through the looking glass here, people. You just hear what I'm holding in my hand. Because <laughs> when was the last time they innovated anything in the battery industry? It's been pretty stagnant. This, there, yeah, the the, the convention is going to be. Big time this year. The Energizer Buddy can suck my cock. Listen, here comes Nucleo. 
There hasn't been something this big in the battery world since the fucking goddamn Energizer Bunny. And God, whatever you do, don't let your children lick them. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on, then. Um, one thing that I thought Downs would definitely uh, be interested in is there's a there's big talk of this. You mean more than nuclear-powered batteries? Yes, more than the NPB? That. Yes. <laughs> the, the um, I guess there's this real kick-ass Iron Man test suit toy that's coming out and i know you love this stuff but it's coming out just in time for the second iron man movie and from the sounds of it this thing is like retarded it has a nuclear powered battery no <laughs> i has, knew it it has like led light, lit heart device and hand gauntlets has 34 points of articulation um has mechanically wired gloves has pouches knee pads like just everything and i'm saying for the bathtub though right but not safe for the bathtub. I thought Downs would kind of be in for that one a little bit off the uh, the tech track there. And then I think another big one that we're going to look forward to to close this topic out is uh, Google Chrome operating system is planning to come out in 2010, which uh, could give Microsoft a little run for its money or could flop entirely. I'm still thinking about that Iron Man costume here. That's 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 for real. Like that. It's not a it's not a costume. It's a toy it's a, it's a collectible it's 160 bucks i think or 140 bucks this thing is like it, it says uh sideshow collectibles and hot toys are bringing you a ridiculously detailed feature from the second iron man movie depicting tony stark in the mech testing phase so does it, does it come in a husky older men's size yes it's double, not a suit. double xl oh i thought it was a suit no, no it's not a suit wear. no it's not a suit oh, although it's oh, oh so this is just a fucking statue okay that's why that was misleading i was like wait a minute oh. there's a suit that we're gonna wear gloves and shit like that no. oh it's just a statue it's, it's a statue well, why bother me mentioning it jesus but it has 34 points of articulation <laughs> you're a point of articulation you're point all right I'll, that, I'll, I'll tell you what if you're a toy maker and you listen to this podcast i say make a suit <laughs> make a suit that can or at, fly. Least, uh, or at least 36 points of articulation come on yes. make it let, make it work here people <laughs> so uh all right let's close that out 2010 here we come atomic geeks going uh into the future um now let's let's do our atomic picks starting with uh well let's go back to the top mr downs okay uh first off I threw out a little couple things I just wanted to mention again was Californication as well as the uh, Dexter uh, Season 4. Um, but first up is a, a website pick. Uh, you know, I'm always trolling the websites, finding new places to hang and chill and put my shit out there. Um, and this one is uh, it's called DealExtreme.com. And what this is, is this is uh, what's called a drop shipper. Somewhere in, like, China or Japan, this is a company who just happens to ship a lot of uh, product for all different companies who build this shit in China or Japan, wherever the fuck it is. So there's everything under the sun in this website. For example, uh, one of the things that I'm ordering off there is a set of uh, Wii uh, nunchuck and controller, which, if you were to walk into Future Shop, would be $45. If you were to order it online at this place, it's $20 with free shipping, motherfucker. Um, and this is, uh, they say it's not factory because there's no uh, Nintendo logo on it because 
some motherfucking Chinese dude ran a bunch of these on after hours, and they're not real fucking Nintendo qualified controllers. Um, some other things on this website, just to pique your interest. Um, a reverse peephole looker, if you want to look in peepholes in hotel rooms or in people's apartments, they, they sell that. Um, Finally. A phone, yeah, I know, I know. No. So uh, a, a phone-tapping device, like how to tap phones. Um, you know, uh, cell phone bits and bobs like LCD screens, um, uh, video games, controllers, all kinds. Of, it is like a um, a uh, dollar store for geeks and computer bits and bobs. It is the coolest fucking website ever. Um, I spent days and days just going through every fucking section of this website looking at shit. And it's so cheap, so cheap. Some things are like a few dollars. So uh, check out DealExtreme.com. Okay. <sighs> Take a deep breath and a swig of beer. You getting ready for your next one? Or, I am, we, yeah. You know, okay. No, my next one, uh, which was, what was that again? Oh, yeah, right, okay. So uh, I happened to uh, sit down with my uh, lovely wife and watch a movie called The Invention of Lying, uh, starring um, a guy by the name of Ricky Gervais, uh, funny motherfucker who I uh, really, really like. Um and if you don't know what this movie is about, it's about uh, this guy who lives in a world, a, a short, bald, fat man who lives in this world where everyone tells the, the truth. And not only do they tell the truth, they're totally brutally honest, and, and they, they go the extra mile to, uh, to make sure that you know how they feel and, are, and about their honesty. So it's, you know, for him, it's not a nice place to live, and he's, you know, he can't get a girl, he loses his job, he's kicked out of his apartment because he's a fat fucking loser. And... Uh, one day, something in his brain just decides, uh, you know, to lie. And so he starts lying. And suddenly, um, you know, this whole big adventure goes on. It's crazy. It's hilarious. It's a very fucking unique and different movie. Very funny. Um, very clever to even think of a world where, um, and even when he tries to tell his friends, like, there's no even word for lying. So he tries to tell his friends, like, all these things that aren't true, and they just believe him. Um, it is a, if, uh, I don't know. No one's talking. I guess we're not supposed to during the atomic. Uh, I saw. I saw that movie in the okay, uh, in okay. the theater, and it's it is quite funny when he's sitting in a bar and he's trying. He's if you know Ricky Gervais, he's sitting there saying, "I'm black," and his friends are like, "Oh, I thought you looked black." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, I believe everything. You know. So what I really liked about it was just again was how clever it was. The whole idea of this world where no one uh, like so when he first thinks up to the uh, the lie, he goes to a bank to the bank and he he needs eight hundred dollars for rent and only has three hundred dollars, and um, he just he just his brain just goes click. And it's like, um, no, I, sh I should have $800. And she goes, well, sir, our computer says you only have $300. So that's our mistake. So here's your $800. And he just walks out with $800. You know what I mean? Like they just can't even fathom that people don't tell the truth. And so it's just a really clever, unique movie. Check it out. All right. Uh, Christian. Uh, I, over the, the Christmas holidays, I was uh, lucky enough to receive iTunes uh, money to buy stuff on the iTunes. And uh, one of the things I bought on the iTunes uh, was the, st uh, the recent stand-up album of uh, the penultimate geek stand-up comedian uh, you might know as Patton Oswalt. And the name of that album is called uh, My Weakness is Strong. Uh, if you're not familiar with uh, Patton Oswalt's stand-up comedy, uh, 
get to know him because his shit is absolutely fucking hilarious. This album is great. I enjoyed listening to it very much. His other album I probably enjoyed a bit better, which is Werewolves and Lollipops. But regardless, fantastic, good stand-up stuff, uh, geeky topics and others otherwise as well. Uh, I recommend you take $10 of iTunes money and buy it today. Mr. DJ Batty. Um, one of the things that I also watched uh, just in and around the holidays was Family Guy Something 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 Dark Side DVD. And this is the direct-to-DVD part two of Family Guy's retelling of the Star Wars, original Star Wars trilogy. This is obviously being Empire Strikes Back. If you saw the first one, Blue Harvest, this is more the same. Lots of funny shit in this, uh, including the chicken as Boba Fett. And they actually find a way to improve on Han's line when, when before he gets uh, frozen in carbonite and Leia says, I love you. I'll leave it at that. But they found a way to improve that. But you know what? What this DVD really epitomized to me is I really like where Star Wars is now. You know, as a Star Wars fan, there's been a few different ages of Star Wars. Let's say that there was obviously the originally original trilogy period where we were all kids. Then there was the anticipation period where we were all like, oh, my God, there's new movies coming out. I can't believe it. I heard there's going to be new movies coming out. Then there was the new that 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 time when the prequels came out and you either, and there was that sort of uh, you were either defending them or loving them. It was sort of a strange time to be a Star Wars fan. People really knocked on this thing that you loved. Where we are now is a place that I really like, because that's called, I call this almost like the celebration of Star Wars now. Now that the prequels and all the movies are done, we're at a point where other people are actually celebrating Star Wars not unlike Family Guy, Robot Chicken. You're, you know, even the Clone Wars cartoon is, in essence, other people other than George Lucas telling Star Wars stories, kind of almost like fan fiction. Then you even have things like, I know Mark Dury, uh, one of our guest Atomic Geeks, mentioned that website where people can go on and film their own little six-minute uh, or six-second footage of the original Star Wars, and they're going to piece it all together. It's really now the Star Wars community of fans getting together and putting out content. So I just wanted to throw that out because I think that is this is a really neat time to be a Star Wars fan, even to say Star Wars fan again if you hated the, the, the prequels. Uh, uh, you know, so there's some good stuff out there, and something, something, something dark side is definitely one that uh, a piece of Star Wars content you should check out. All right. Um, my I have two... Uh, excuse me, Atomic Picks this week. Actually, one's a pan, and it is the trailer for Cop Out, starring Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. This is directed by Kevin Smith, and it is the worst trailer I have seen in a little while. That is all I'm going to say. Wow. Terrible. So it's sure to be a blockbuster um, and critically approved. It probably will be awesome. <laughs> totally agree. Um, looks looks horrible. The uh, My Atomic Pick is a, a television show I got addicted to over the break, doesn't really fit the whole geek genre, but I'm going to have to say it anyways because I love it. It's on BBC Canada, and it's called Top Gear. Uh, this is a move, This is a TV show about just three schmucks cocking about, as they would say, about cars. Um, they do a lot of interesting things. It's not just, you know, hey, look at this car. It has very good British humor, 
and uh, it's on nightly at 9 o'clock on BBC Canada. If you like cars or humor or British people or whatever, uh, check it out. It is great. Um, so that's going to do it for our show this week. There's a couple of shout-outs I want to do before I uh, close out. And one of them, if you've noticed on our website, we got a nice new uh, header, uh, and that was made by Ryan. Uh, Ryan's a friend of ours who uh, runs a website called citizengame.ca uh, and can also be found on a podcast called The Bitcast. Uh, thank you very much, Ryan. We all love it very much. It looks so cool. Um, and then there's Bob from Toledo who gave us some very good feedback on the uh, on the website, I believe. And uh, Jeek, J-E-E-G, from Nerd Lunch, who doesn't show up too often, but when he does, always has a nice little bit uh, to say. So thank you very much to the three of you guys. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of the Atomic Geeks. Uh, like always, you can reach us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and, of course, theatomicgeeks.com. Thank you very much. Good night. You've just listened to another episode of The Atomic Geeks. Visit us at theatomicgeeks.com. Production by Andrew Bloom. Title track by Don't Look Down. Break, 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 break. Break, break, break.